Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm AJ. I'm Paul. And this is episode 29? 30. 30? Oh, episode 30. We hit the 30 marker. Um, We're going to go with the recapping the games first. Um... My first game is the Colts Cardinals. But first we're going to get into the John Madden. Um rest in, rest in peace to a legend um you know, an icon. Someone that um really transformed the game um to where it is now. And um Yeah, that's, you know, he's such a legend, he would never be forgotten, um, and he was, he was just an amazing, amazing person, how about you? So, like you said, rest in peace, he's the winningest coach in Raiders history, mm-hmm. with like 103 wins, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006, and obviously... Everyone, if they don't know, like, we didn't grow up when he was coaching, but most of us know him from the video game franchise, the Madden franchise. It's one of the most successful um, sport games of all time. I, I play it all the time. And, like, in the game, they have, they used to have Ask Madden, where you would ask him what plays to do, and he would give you suggested plays, and now it's just suggestion. I always do that. So I guess that's, like, a cool little way to honor him. So... It's gonna it's gonna be different, like watching football now, knowing he's not there. Because some people think that he's the greatest coach of all time, and everything. So, well, I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. He definitely changed football to where it is now because he came up with the game. He made the game. Um, the plays that you have in Madden. Or his actual plays from his playbook when he coached the Raiders. So yeah, he gave his eighty playbook to the creators, mm-hmm. and that gave them an idea, and they just worked with it. I guess obviously you're not going to put the actual team's playbooks in the game, but you could do somewhat of a playbook. Exactly. So it was it was awesome. Um, it's it's successful successful, but you know his legacy is going to live on. Um, forever. All these football greats are dying a lot recently. I know. It's insane. Now you have him. Now you have him. Most recently before that, it was Demarius Thomas. No. I know. But, um... Alright. Let's get into the recapping. Do you want to say if my voice... You know, if you can't hear me and I gotta scream a little bit... Got COVID. So um, Yeah, we're doing this for different locations today. Exactly. You're 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 over the phone, you're over Zoom and I'm wearing a mask. But um alright. Let's get into recapping. Colts Cardinals. Um is my game. You know, what a win by the Colts. Twenty two to sixteen. They're in the playoffs right now. Carson Wentz played pretty good. He looked like his old Philadelphia Eagles 
um, self. He went 18 of 28, 225 yards, two touchdown. Probably the best game he's going to have. Um, which, if he can give you this type of performance, you're going to win games. Because you already know what Jonathan Taylor's going to do. He had 27 carries, 108 yards. He, I don't, I hate how we're having conversations about who should be MVP. Because, yeah, it's a quarterback award and everything. But listen, there's no one that means more to his team than Jonathan Taylor. And I understand you could say Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But if you take Jonathan Taylor off his team and you have to rely on Carson Wentz to win you football games, the Colts would not be where they are right now. Um, He is the definition of most valuable player, like I said before. And he is the whole Colts offense. The offense runs through him. Um, so that's, Colts are a team that I truly believe if they can keep this up, which they don't have any signs of slowing down. Make a Super Bowl run. Definitely can make a Super Bowl run because all you need Carson Wentz to do is make the passes when he needs to and not turn the ball over. But let's get into the Cardinals because I had a lot of things. My girlfriend, I was with my girlfriend and everything. We were watching the game um, at a family house. And um, let me tell you something. I, my brain was just running. It was running. It was thinking. And I, I was not happy with how the Cardinals played that game. Um, you know, they did get in. They made the playoffs. They clinched a playoff berth. But they didn't do it. Be- they didn't win the berth or clinch it. With themselves. They had to rely on other people to do it for them. Which sucks because you had four weeks to just win one game and you couldn't win one game. That's terrible. That's embarrassing, embarrassing one. The Cardinals are very overrated in my eyes. They will be a first round exit. They will be a first round exit. No doubt about it. You can't tell me otherwise. The only good player and even... I believe Kyler Murray is overrated. 27 of 43, 245, one touchdown. Okay, cool. You should be able to win at least one game out of the past four weeks. The fact that you haven't gotten it done is a cause for concern because you're going to be facing tough teams in the playoffs. And you can't beat the Colts, which the Colts are pretty damn good, but you know you're going to have to stop Jonathan Taylor and you still can't. That's that gives me a very big cause of concern. Not only are the Cardinals not an excuse. I truly feel the Cardinals have gotten worse since them winning their tenth game like five weeks ago. They've just been on a downhill spiral. The Cardinals are a cause of concern for me. Very cause. Hopkins is not an excuse. Exactly. Listen. Because you should have been able to beat the Lions. That should have been your win right there. Exactly. Listen, the Cardinals are going to be a first-round exit. I truly believe that. Congrats, they got in the playoffs. But you're going to be, you're going to get, you're going to get bounced because if they do, if they do go farther, farther they're going is divisional. Yeah, I what they're you show me, 
you're, if you ask me, what am I projecting from what I'm seeing recently? That that's not a playoff team. They're a total different team than when they started off the season. So, but that's for me. So before I talk about the Colts, I want to ask you: What are your whole thoughts on the whole? Carson Wentz got put on the Corona list, so now they're talking about Philip Rivers coming back. You already know. Um, I'm I'm one of the biggest Philip Rivers fans. You know, I call him the Dark Knight because he reminds me of Batman. Um, dude is a beast. Uh, you know, obviously going to be a Hall of Famer, all that stuff. We can de- go in all about that, but not going to really go into it about it right now. I think you have a better chance at winning the Super Bowl and getting there with Phillip Rivers than you do with Carson Wentz. Because who would you rather trust, Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers passing the ball? Rivers, it, it, Rivers, especially now with the way Taylor's been playing this season. It's, so. Exactly. So I would definitely try and call Phillip Rivers and get him in there. Because listen, these next this week and next week are very critical games for them. You need to make sure you have a quarterback in place. To try and win a game. Because listen. All it takes is one more loss. And you're out. Because the whole wild card. In the AFC. Is de- is determined by one game. So. Look at as of right now. Miami slipped in there. So you can't afford to lose. And yeah. The Colts. Are, I think the Colts have the fifth spot. Okay. But you lose. You, you're not going to be in the fifth spot. You're going to be in the eighth. Or ninth spot. So, they, if I'm them, I'm calling Phillip Rivers and I'm trying to get him back. Um, because I'm not trying to afford to lose and everything. And plus, if, you know, Rivers, I believe, gives you a way better, way better shot at winning than Carson Wentz. He does. I think Rivers has the better arm, but, like, obviously we know he was never that mobile of a quarterback, so... That, but you have Taylor, so you don't need a quarterback to be mobile when you have Taylor. Exactly. Your game. Um. Yeah. So I was gonna talk about the Cardinals, but you already covered everything I was gonna say. So my first game is your Steelers versus the Chiefs. So do you want to go first because it's your team, or you want me to go first? No, you go. So in this game, Roethlisberger he threw. 23 of 35, 159 yards. He had one touchdown and one interception. And then later in the game, uh, Mason Rudolph came in and he only had, what was that, 35 yards on eight attempted passes, five completed. Najee Harris, he had a good game. He had 19 carries, 93 yards. And Deontay Johnson, he had 58 yards on six catches, one touchdown. And Claypool had 41 yards on only four catches. So the Steelers, I don't know. I mean, we kind of both expect it. I'm going to say this straight up. I expected the Steelers to lose, but even though their team is, like, not that good, I still didn't expect you guys to get blown out. But then Mahomes, he he threw 23 of 30, 258 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Williams had 11 carries, 55 yards, 
and Byron Pringle was the highest leading receiver for the team with 75 yards with two touchdowns on six catches. Tyreek Hill just came back for this game because he was on the Corona list, but they didn't have Travis Kelsey because he got put on the Corona list. So it was kind of a get one back, lose one scenario. But even then, you guys did a good job containing him because he only had 19 yards on two catches. So he came back, but he was pretty much irrelevant. So at that point, he might as well have not played. But the Chiefs, they're, as I've been saying, they're back. And personally, if you ask me, I think right now the three teams to beat in the AFC, in my opinion, are Chiefs, Colts, and Patriots. And the Steelers, tough loss. Uh, I'm pretty sure at this case, like you said before, they definitely have to win both of the last two games to get in because I'm pretty sure if you lose one more, you're out. But that's that's just my take on it. What do you think? It's your team. Alright, so, you know, I turned the game off, I'm not going to lie, I turned it off. I told you probably would. (laughs) Listen, I told you the Chiefs were going to win. I mean, we kind of figured they were going to win anyway, but. I I wasn't shocked by the blowout. Um, This team needs a new offensive coordinator, this team needs a whole new offense. Because this offense sucks. Um, My Harris. You and, need... And probably Washington. You need to be better. If this wasn't just a quarterback issue. This was... A whole offense issue. A football team issue. Not a... Freaking... Quarterback issue. Where you need to put the blame on Big Ben. This game was terrible. Now they have to win out. The Steelers lose Sunday or Monday, actually, because they play on Monday, which is Big Ben's last home game. You lose, you're out. You're out of the playoffs. You better pick it up. Because I don't want to see Big Ben not make the playoffs in his final season. But for this to be one of his last games pisses me off because of everything he's done for this organization. And you go out there and basically play terrible. It, it's, it just showed why the Steelers are worse than what we thought. Um. And what the hell was that drop by Deontay Johnson where he fumbled it? What was that? The whole offense is a concern. They need a new coordinator. Listen, the offensive line sucks. The offensive line coach went to Oregon now. He went back to college to coach because he knew this offense sucks. Um, it's you got to you got to change after that. Game. Yep. He, he wanted to go back because he he knew you can't fix this because this team sucks. The only bright spot that is good about the Steelers right now is you signed TJ Watt. You got him down. So now you don't got to worry about it. You want to know what you got to do next? You got me Fitzpatrick's contract coming up. Hmm. 
You better sign him. I did a and very own. Nagy. I did my very no. Najee's good for the next four years. His contract doesn't come up. Let me tell you something. I did my very own mock draft. You know, I do my. I do three mock drafts. This was my first mock draft. Let me find it for you. Oh, it's right here. All right. Let me see what the Steelers are doing. If the season were ended today, they would have the 16th pick. Who do I have going to them? Is a guy that I really want going to Pittsburgh. I want Desmond Ritter. The quarterback out of Cincinnati. Dude is for real. Dude's a proven winner. And he would transform this offense how it should be. That's what I think the Steelers should do. Also, Kenny Pickett. I think Ritter's better. I truly believe that. But if I'm the Steelers, you need to go into free agency and you need to sign offensive line people because this offensive line sucks. It sucks. The whole offense as a whole sucks. And it sucks that I got COVID because I I would have went to the game this game coming up Monday, but I I can't. So you know, sucks. But you guys got to get a new receiving core too. Th- I know this receiving core is terrible. The Giants' receiving core is better than Pittsburgh's receiving core. Like Besides James Washington, he's fine. But. DJ's fine. D but DJ just makes errors. He makes some errors, but like that fumble he had. Exactly. Like. The the whole offense needs to be torn down. So, that's my take on it. But like I said, but like you said, the class of the AFC is the Patriots, Bills. Well, I'm gonna add the Bills in there again. The Colts and the Chiefs. Those are your four teams. That's that's my top four teams of the AFC because. Oh, there's actually five. I'm putting the Bengals in there. Because I'm going to go into my my other game, um, which was the Ravens-Bengals. What a game. 41-21, Bengals. Amazing. Um, The Ravens... What can you say about Burrow anymore? What can you say? Let me just say this. I don't like the excuse that people are going to say for the Ravens about, oh, they lost because they didn't have healthy players, blah, 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 blah. What happened when they played the Bengals when they were fully healthy? They, they still got worse. They still got smacked. Um, So, the Bengals are just way better than the Ravens. Um, I don't have the Ravens making the playoffs. I don't. Because they got the Rams coming up. That's that's going to be a loss. So the Ravens won't make the playoffs in my eyes. Um, Then they have you guys the last game. You know, let's get into the Bengals though. I want to talk about the Bengals. Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in my eyes. Already. I think he put himself in there. I'm, Already? I'm, yes. I I watch his game every week, and he's only getting better. He threw 37 of 46, 525 yards. Franchise record. Franchise record, and one of, if not the highest 
in a, in a single game. So he joins elite company. Four touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 18 carries, 65 yards, one touchdown. T. Higgins, 12 receptions, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 125 yards. Tyler Boyd, three receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. The Bengals are Super Bowl contenders, and I, I know that's shocking, but they are. This offense is one of, if not the best in the AFC. They're winning at least one playoff game. I got them going to the AFC Championship. This whole, the Bengals are just so damn good. Bur- like, you, there's, you, if they make it to the AFC Championship, what team can you see them facing? The Colts. Colts or the Chiefs? Oh, wow. I'm surprised you didn't put Patriots. You've been high on them. No, because I think the Bengals will beat the Patriots. But the Bengals are the best team in the AFC in my eyes. And it's even better because guess who they face this week? The Kansas City Chiefs. And they're at home, too. So that's going to be one heck of a game. That is my, in my eyes... I'll talk about that when we get into the um, previewing, but the Bengals right now are my pick to go all the way because they just showed their offense is so damn good. And it's just look at the stats. But, um, you know, I did see that there was criticism by the Ravens, including John Harbaugh, where he... <clears throat> was upset that the Bengals were running up the score. Let me say something, buddy. Um, you have no right to criticize someone running up the score on you. Because you want to know what happened last year? What happened? The Ravens ran up the score on Cincinnati. They did? Yep. It's football. You play till the whistle is blown. I don't give a damn. You because you want to know what, you want to know what the crazy part is. Anything can happen. Also, if you don't want them running up the score, you can stop them, but you don't. So stop criticizing. And just let it happen. He's not even criticized. He's just being hypocritical. That's hypocritical because he would have done the same damn thing. So, but now nah, Zach Taylor is an up-and-coming head coach. What he, he what, what Zach Taylor did is the definition of a rebuild. He went there when two years ago when the Bengals were terrible. The last the na- last two years, you know, they were terrible, but they were grabbing the pieces that they needed to on offense and got their quarterback. And now look at them. One win away from win- making the playoffs and one win away from winning the division. And remember, everyone was hating on them because they didn't draft Penny Sewell as the lineman. Clearly, they don't need him. They don't need him. They didn't need him. They don't need him. 
Good move by Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is one of my favorite head coaches right now. I think he's doing a great job in Cincinnati. He's got me being a believer in Cincinnati. So, And they're your rival. I know. One of your rivals. I know. But, all right, what's your game? So since we're on that whole AFC North division, we might as well cover the Packers and Browns game, which was the first game out of the two games that took place on Christmas Day. Now... I'm going to talk about the Browns first because this is probably the worst game I've seen from Baker in my games that I've seen him play in. He he threw 21 of 36 yards. Or 21 of 36. He had 222 yards, two touchdowns. But here's the thing. He had four interceptions. Nick Chubb, he had 126 yards on 17 carries and one touchdown. Wait, how many yards? 126. Oh, yeah, that seems right. I th- I thought I I thought I heard you say twenty seven yards. I was like, wait, hold on. No, it was twenty six. I said twenty six. A hundred twenty six. Yeah, hundred twenty six. Oh, I thought you just meant twenty six in general, like no one. No, he had a hundred. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then Higgins he had fifty eight yards on five catches, and Landry had fifty five yards receiving as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers. He just did his usual thing. 24 of 34, 202 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Aaron Jones had 66 yards on 12 carries. And A.J. Dillon had like 44 or something like that, if I remember correctly. Devontae Adams, he was just being Devontae Adams. He had 10 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. And Lazard also contributed 46 yards on only two catches. So this was a closed game. And... um. Packers almost blew it because towards the end of the <laughs> towards the end of the game, I forgot what they were doing exactly, but like they allowed the Browns to come back, and then they only ended up winning by two. But this was just a rough game for Baker all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really have much to say on it. I want to know what you think because I know you've always been high on Baker, so this is something like more for you to cover. What um, do you think about Baker's performance and like the Browns as a team in general? The the um, Browns, you know, they're in a mess. You know, it changed my mind on Baker. Um, I don't think Baker is going to be the guy. I think you keep him next year and then you figure out what to do next. But um, what he did, what he played Saturday. He's he playing through like four different injuries. That too, but listen, four picks, that's a concern. That is a cause of concern because um, there's no reason for you to throw four picks in a single game. You, and they were, it's not like something's getting hit. I know. So, but, you know, I, I, it, it, it's, it, given, it's given me a question mark now on Baker. Is he really the guy? Um, I need say... Get it, give him one more year, and then if if nothing shows, done. But um, you know, it was just really a game of, you know, is Baker truly the guy, or is he not the guy? But you know, it was a good game near the end. Um, they came back. Um, but you know, I wasn't shocked the Packers won. You know. But all right, let's get into the yeah, pre. So, 
So I truly think the front runners for MVP are Rodgers and Taylor. A hundred percent. Actually, you want to someone I'd put in that list? Who else? Put Joe Burrow. Burrow? I'd put Burrow. What about Herbert? Burrow's better than Herbert. But, all right, let's get into the preview. Um, or would you rather do your new topic first? No, no, we'd save that for last. My first preview is the Dolphins-Titans this week. The Dolphins defense, week one through eight, was 26th in yards allowed, 32nd in sacks per attempt, 30th in points allowed per game. So the defense was terrible. Their team as a whole, week one through eight, was terrible. Um, They were one and seven. Let's go from now week nine to this past week. Yards allowed, first. Sacks per attempt, first. Points allowed per game, first. Their whole defense has changed in those weeks. And their whole offense. This Dolphins team is now in the playoffs. um, Trying to get a playoff spot after being one and seven. They're eight and seven. They just transformed and flipped their season around. Um you know they're they're on a hot streak and I I think they'll sneak in. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. And what a what a season's been for Miami. Um but it's at a record. This this is a big win. Um this would be a big win because they're facing a team that is trying to hold on to its division because you got the Colts right behind you. So I really, I think, who do I got winning this game? Let me write it down first. I got the hot streak of riding high in Miami. I got the Miami Dolphins. That's that's my... Tennessee. Yep, I got Miami. Yeah, so congrats to Miami because, fun fact, they actually set a record this season. They're the only team in NFL history to go on a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. No other team has done that before. So, um, Tua, he looks very, he looks improved compared to last season. And that includes with this season, he was also battling with injuries. And I guess last season, you should give him a pass because he was, even though he did play, he was still recovering from that hip injury that he suffered when he was in college. So, Tua looks good as a whole overall. He, you could tell he and Jalen Waddle have the connection. And Jalen Waddle tied Jerry Rice. I forgot what it was for most all time on Monday night. I think it was either receptions or yardage. He tied him, so they have that connection. They have they have as good a connection, I think, as Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow because they all played in like the same college. Like, I agree. Yeah, Chase and Burrow played together in LSU, and then they both played together in Alabama, was it? Yep. So I think that's working for them. And like you said, their defense just got better. And after the – like that's good because – Xavier Howard, he had a great year last year, and then because of how bad the Dolphins started off, everyone was underlooking him. 
So now that the whole defense and team are good again, now he can go back to getting looked at. And I just I want to see if the Dolphins can make it. Because when you think about it, they also did only miss it by one one game yeah, last, last year. year. They so won 10 games they last year. The they end. won 10 games last year. 10 and 5. They missed it by one game. What I a turnaround. What a turnaround they are right now. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Baltimore that took them in that. Let last me and let me say something. Let me say something. Let me say something. I believe that the Dolphins win Sunday and they win next week and they beat the Patriots. They knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Because they would be no, they won't be yeah, because they'll be two and zero. They'll be two and zero against New England. Yeah, but I just saw on the TV on Sports Center they said if New England wins this week, then they clinch a playoff spot. So they're probably going to end up winning. And oh, then Dolphins could still probably get. That means three teams could get in them. Yeah, because Patriots play the Jaguars, so they're probably going to clinch. <laughs> well, now that just means th- you know the Dolphins. All the Dolphins got to do is win out. They win out, they make the playoffs. Yeah, so their concern is winning. Doesn't matter what other teams make it. You just got to make sure you win your games. Exactly. Then you can worry about what other teams make it when you make it because you're going to have to play them. So Exactly. Um, yeah, that should be a good game. So my, my first game I'm covering is the Raiders versus the Colts. You look on the season right now, stats-wise for both quarterbacks, Derek Carr has 4,363 yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a 94.8 passer rating. And then Carson Wentz, if he does play right now on the season, he has 3,230 yards, 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and a 96.4 passer rating. So this is going to be a good game because the Raiders – just this past week, they had to play the Broncos, and that was a battle of what team is probably keeping their playoff hopes alive. So I, unfortunately for Denver, think that this means they won't make the playoffs now unless they win both of their last two games. But this helps the Raiders out because they're above 500. The only difference is that, like we said before and have been saying for like a month now, they're playing the Red Hot Colts, and I don't know if even with the... I don't know if the Raiders can be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. So that's like their only issue in this game is that I don't think they're going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. But this would just be a good game because it's playoff implications for both teams. And Derek Carr is not even having that bad of a season. But because of like – and the Raiders, they look good for their record because of everything that happened to them during the offseason and during the regular season. So if they can make the playoffs, this will be like – a good way to overlook all of that other stuff that happened to them. So like, I think the Raiders have a chance, but their main issue and concern is they got to find a way to stop JT 28, Jonathan Taylor. They don't stop him. Then they probably won't win the game. What do you think about that? The game? I think the Colts are going to win it. Simple. Um, I'm going to get into my game, my last game, which is the Chiefs and the Bengals. This is going to, I believe this could be an AFC championship 
preview. I believe it'll be very high scoring. You got the Bengals offense from where you saw last week and the Chiefs offense, and we know what they could do. I think it's gonna I think both teams could hit fifty points. Um fifty. Fifty. I, I truly believe. I think it'll be the Rams Chiefs game from twenty nineteen. I think this could be that exact game. I think we'll see these two teams face off again in the playoffs. And, you know, who am I going to take? I'm going Bengals. And maybe Travis Kelsey comes back in the game too, so. I got the Bengals winning. I got the Bengals. I'm I'm going to ride high on Cincy. I'm going to ride high on Cincy. I got the Bengals and Joe Burrow. So regardless of who wins, you think it's going to come down to the last field goal? 100%. And I think Joe Burrow and that connection with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd would definitely help them out. So I got the Bengals in a 50, 54, 51. 51. That's funny because that's the exact same score of that Monday night game. I know. Eh. Which hey, a lot of people are saying is the greatest Monday night game of all time. Listen, so. if I was the NFL, I'm flexing this game. I'm taking the Steelers and the Browns off of Monday night, and I'm putting this game as the Monday night. And putting Steelers and Browns on the Sunday? Yep, because this game is definitely Monday night uh, um, primetime game. This game is everyone's going to want it. You put this as a primetime game, your ratings are going to go up. What a game this is going to be. You got two high-going offenses going off against one another. Both red-hot, too, right now. I think you even got to move it to Monday, make it Sunday night. Right? Exactly. So um, that's just my take. I mean, they probably wouldn't do it because it's the last minute now, but. But, you yeah, know, I got I the know. Bengals. I don't even know who to predict for that game because both teams are good. Well, you but just because but just because you said Bengals, I'll say Chiefs, so it's a different. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll take it. Uh, so my last game is the Cardinals visiting the Cowboys, and right now on the season, Kyler Murray has three thousand two hundred eighty-four yards, twenty-one touchdowns, ten interceptions, and a one hundred point five passer rating. Dakota Prescott, he has three thousand nine hundred twenty-eight yards. 29 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and like Murray, a 100.5 passer rating on the season. But we already talked about how the Cardinals are struggling. And this, if they weren't struggling, this would be like Chiefs and Bengals. This would be a game everyone wants to tune into. But because the Cardinals are struggling now, Dallas probably will end up winning this game. And (laughs) if Dallas plays the way that they just played on Sunday... Cardinals got a problem. Cardinals have a serious problem if they play the way they just played on Sunday. So I think this three-game losing streak is starting to catch up to the Cardinals, but maybe this could be a game that they get the their stuff back on track. Maybe they could get a win with this game. They need it because, yeah, they, they lost three straight, but they've only won five out of their last eight games, and – Every with with every loss, with every loss, you just slip further and further down the standings. So these three losses, they're sliding down the standings. 
and this one will just make them slide farther down if they lose it as well. So Card this is like a must-win game for the Cardinals, but if the Cowboys are on it like they were on Sunday, they're not winning. What do you think about this game? I agree. What they did Sunday was insane. Um, But, you know, it's a good thing the Cardinals clinched the playoff spot, and they got to be lucky and happy for that because they can easily lose out the rest of the season. And they could be going into the playoffs on a five-game losing streak. Um, I think they're in a collapse, like how the Steelers were last year. Um, they started off 11-0, the Steelers did. The Cardinals started off, I think, 7-0 this year. So, similarities. Steelers only won one game out of the, what, five weeks that they had remaining. Limped in the playoffs, got destroyed in the wild card. What are the Cardinals doing right now? They're, they're on a losing streak. They're, I believe they remind me of last year's Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, don't, I think the outcome is going to be very much the same in the playoffs. They're going to get destroyed. So, that's my take on it. But, um. That's mine also. All right, let's get into the new segment. Let's Before get into, we go, we got to introduce your new subject. Yep, new segment. Um, overrated and underrated players right now. Um, I got three of each. How many you got? One. All right, I'm gonna go first. My underrated player. I mean, yeah, my underrated players are at the number one spot. I got my man Amon Ross St. Brown from the Lions. The rookie. People don't even know he's a rookie. I've seen him play the past couple weeks. This dude is going to be a Pro Bowl. This guy's going to be a stud. He's everything you want in a receiver. And he's the bright spot for the Lions that you can build around. So, um, I truly... He's, he's going to be one of the top receivers in the next couple of years. <coughs> so, now, my second one. Is Javante Williams of the Broncos. Um, dude is a beast. Running back. He's he's going to. I think he'll be entering the top 10 running backs. By ne- the end of next year. Is he a rookie also? Yep he's a rookie too. Then I got the guy. From Indy. Taking over T.Y. Ty, Ty, Ty Hilton's. Um, spot. Michael Pittman Jr. Dude's a stud wide receiver. Um, He has all the tools. These three guys, I am going to make a prediction. By the end of next year, we'll be in the top 10 of their positions. But that's my prediction for my underrated players. Let's make sure we put some highlight and spotlights on these guys and watch them perform. What's your guy? This one might come as a surprise to you for underrated, but I have Kirk Cousins. Okay. He's, he's, he's right average now, for me. He's an average guy. Because right now on the season, he has 3,971 yards. But here's the thing. He has 30 touchdowns, and he only has seven interceptions. No, I agree. And he has a, he has a 101.3 passer rate. No, so I agree. I, having, yeah. No, I agree. He's... he's, he's 
I just think he's average. I don't think he he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's just there. But it, yeah, no, his season's doing pretty well this year. If I if I was to put another if I were to put another person, it would also be a quarterback. I would put Derek Hart there also. Okay. All right, let's get to the overrated. You go first. Well, I couldn't think of one, but then from what you said earlier, I wrote him down right before we started. I I put Kyler Murray down. Yep, I have Kyler Murray as well. I got Kyler Murray as overrated too. I got two more. I got two other ones. Here are my other two. I'm going to go one by one. I want your opinion on them. And number two. I got the guy from the NFC West. Matthew Stafford. Why is he underrated? I mean, he is. No, he's overrated. Oh, yeah. He threw three picks Sunday. Why do you have him overrated? Three picks Sunday. He's been turning the ball over the past couple weeks. He's overrated. Like, come on. He reminds me of Jared Goff right now. I think, yeah, you put Goff and Stafford right there, they're the same player. I got Matt Stafford as overrated. My so, final they tra- so they traded for the same person. Basically, as of right now, unless things can change. Now, my last spot. I think Joe Burrow is better. I got Justin Herbert. You were just high on Herbert like a month ago. Listen, the Chargers lost to the Houston Texans. It's not even the fact they lost. It's the fact that they let the Texans drop 41 on them. That's all you got to say. In Houston, too. Mm-hmm. 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 Although, Texans have been beating some good teams, though. Yeah, but well, listen. You're supposed to be your 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 big-time Justin Herbert. You don't let... You're not supposed to let that happen. And we were talking about Brandon Staley in the previous episode about his decision-makings. This doesn't help his case, either. What was he doing in this game? I couldn't watch this. Uh, game. No, it's just you blow, you get, you get, you lose by twenty to the Houston Texans. That's not okay. <laughs> so, because I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow wouldn't let that happen. So that's those are my overrated and underrated. That's my list. Is that all you got for today? Um, yeah. I mean, that's really all I got right now, too, so. But, you know, we're hoping to be back. Hopefully, maybe do a Friday episode and maybe do it in person. If not, we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully also in person again. Um... And that's really all I got. That's it for me. We'll see you guys next year. Yes. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year.